This this is the Impressions Exchange Podcast. Impressions Exchange Podcast. Where all topics impacting the graphic imaging and printing industry are addressed via in-depth news coverage, analysis, and timely interviews. Hi, everyone. I'm Ashley Roberts, the host of the Impressions Exchange Podcast series. Welcome to the final episode in our special series of podcasts that we did for the month of March, which was Women's History Month. In each episode, we featured a woman from within the printing industry, where we discussed challenges, triumphs, and looked at what the future of the printing industry could look like for women. For our final episode, I'm going to speak with editorial director of Napco Media's printing and packaging group, Denise Gustafson, as well as the guest host for the month-long Women's History Month series. Make sure you stick around, because later in the episode, I will be speaking with Melissa Bradshaw, president of Postcard Mania. Hey, Denise. Welcome back. Well, thank you, Ashley. It's a pleasure to be back here. So I wanted to say you did so much work to connect and speak with so many incredible women in the industry. And so I am very thankful that you agreed to do one more. No problem at all. When we set out on this mission to highlight women in the printing industry, I remember that you and I talked about it and thought that maybe we could find some women who would be open and willing to share their experiences and that we would release maybe an episode or two episodes per week. So obviously you went way above and beyond on that front. Did you ever expect the response that you got from women wanting to share their experiences? It was really amazing. All the support that I got from the industry as a whole, because in many cases, I reached out to a lot of the owners that I've known throughout the years and asked, is there somebody that I can talk to on your staff? Is there somebody that you think would have a really, really good story to share? And without fail, I think everybody came back. Yes, we have multiple people. How many do you want? Mm -hmm. So it was really so heartening to see the support that they gave women. Because in many cases, it was men that I was talking to because many of them were owners. Others, for some of the women, I did know them. So I reached out to them. Some of them were part of the Women in Printing Alliance group as part of Printing United Alliance. Been working with them as uh, committee members. So they're my peers. So I reached out to some of those folks as well. And it was just really, really good to see the support from the industry to celebrate the women in the industry in so many different positions. You know, we had somebody that was a press operator and leading a press line to owners and fourth generation owners of print companies. So it was really, really great to see and get that sheer volume and and diversity in the women that we spoke to. Right. And showing that women can do it all. We don't have to be in specific roles or we can go into any role and succeed. Yeah. So after a month of speaking with these incredible women in the printing industry, what would you say was your biggest takeaway or what was the thing that surprised you the most when, when speaking with the women? One of the things that probably surprised me the most is how willing some of these women were to talk about some of the experiences that they had throughout their life and to share some of the personal moments, talking about how difficult a decision it was to maybe leave the industry or leave their jobs to go and raise children and the struggles that they faced. Some of the women were also single moms. They're raising their kids. They talked about their challenges and even some of their fears 
about what it was to come back to a workforce after being out of it for a decade or more. Those are still things I think that resonate with all women in the workforce, because that I think is probably the biggest challenge that people are facing, that women face even today. It's gotten better. I mean, obviously technology has gotten better. There are more women in the workforce, but it's still a concern. It's still something that lingers and it's not an easy decision to make by any degree. This past weekend, uh, my husband and I were watching CBS Sunday Morning and Sandra Bullock was on. And she's actually talking about, she's adopted some children and the movie that's currently out is her last movie for a while because she is going to take a step back from her career Mm -hmm. to raise her family, to raise her children. Mm -hmm. It's just interesting to hear that coming from, coming from a a superstar, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously she can get any kind of nannies and support that she needs, but she wants to be there for those first steps. She wants to be there to be the mother of her, her children. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think, I think something, one of the thoughts there is it kind of normalizes sharing that that's a challenge and sharing that it's not always easy. Whereas I think, I think it's kind of like that, that social media effect where, you know, everything you post on social media, everyone thinks everything's so rosy and perfect, but like actually being real and sharing that there are difficulties, that that's really important. And so going back to what you said about women throughout the podcast series, sharing some of those challenges and fears, it kind of other people out there who we didn't speak to or have, who are having those same feelings. It's important to hear that, that they're not the only ones facing these challenges and that there are people who are successful in their industry and are advancing in their industry and, and have our mentor to people. And they also face these challenges and they have these same issues that they're dealing with. So I think that's really important. And it was also interesting, like to hear, they were very, they were very honest and open with a lot of their comments and in talking with the challenges that they faced over and above workplace or work-life balance issues and raising families that Granted, it wasn't a lot of them, but there are still people that were dealing with discrimination because they were a woman. Mm -hmm. I mean, one incident that had happened to one of the women I spoke to, she had walked in in a sales meeting. She had flown to see a client, walked Mm -hmm. in the door, and the gentleman refused to talk to her because she was a woman. Wow. Yeah. And actually, and, and then got on the phone, was yelling at her boss and the fact that he wouldn't talk to a woman and, you know, it's just, it's so sad to see that kind of, I mean, granted that was years ago, Mm -hmm. but you also wonder how much of that still remains Mm -hmm. in certain parts, in certain companies, the companies we spoke with, most of them were very progressive. I mean, a lot Mm -hmm. of them have women in the C-suite, women owners, they're past that. In some cases, like some of the women said, we just don't put up with it, Mm -hmm. but in some cases that's still going on. And it's just, you wonder how that can be addressed or fixed. Mm -hmm. Right. And even, you know, with how many steps forward we've taken, I think going back to the first episode that we did for this, when we spoke with Adrian Harrison, I think one of the things that she mentioned was the pandemic disproportionately affected women in the workforce being driven home, having to leave their jobs to take care of their families 
because of the situation with kids being home and everything. And it's understandable that there needed to be care, but it was affecting the women in families disproportionately to men. So it's still, there's a, we've made so much progress and yet there's obviously still some progress that we need to make. So, yeah. And in some of those reports that you read about how the women came out of the workforce, a lot of times it was because when you looked at the two salaries, so both the husband and wife, you look at the two salaries in many cases, or in most cases, the woman was actually making less than the man. Mm -hmm. So they said, well, we can afford for you not to be in the workforce. So you can take care of the family and what's going on at home that needs to be addressed. Right. Which brings up the whole thing about pay equity. And, -hmm. you know, when is that going to be addressed? Some, you know, some of the women we talked to says that it has been Mm -hmm. looking back, they found out later on that two people were hired at the same time, them and somebody else. And the guy got more money than her same Mm -hmm. job. She found that out years later, but it's like, how can we encourage or make sure that we have that pay equity now? Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that's part of the importance of doing something like this, this, Mm -hmm. this series where we're talking to women, it's, it's transparency and awareness is like the first step of addressing a problem, right? So making sure that we're actually talking about it and talking about it a lot and having multiple stories of, you know, hearing the same thing over and over again, and then how can we address it? So that's, you know, the next step. But I think this series that we did over the past month is definitely important in that respect. Yeah, getting definitely. stories heard. And then going back to your original question about, you know, takeaways that I've learned mm-hmm. is one of the things I think that most women, if not all of them came back and offer advice is make sure that you as a woman are willing to take a stand for yourself and be your own advocate. That was probably some of the strongest advice that uh, they gave to young women or just women in general in the industry, because unfortunately, and I think this is true in any industry, if you don't choose your path, someone else will choose it for you. So know your worth, be confident, be assertive, not aggressive. There's different ways to address it. Make sure you're knowledgeable know your worth and make sure that you stand up for what you know you can do and know you need and know Mm -hmm. you want. Right. I think that's really important. Going off of this, how do you feel that women fit into the future of the printing industry? Women are a perfect fit because when you look at the industry and just the breadth and depth of the industry, all the things that can be done Women are perfect in looking at, you know, their qualities and their traits. They're good at multitasking. They're empathetic. They can lead with empathy. Not that I'm saying, and this is one of the things we emphasize in the number one, not that we're saying men can't do this. Right. Because they can. Some of them are very empathetic. Some of them Mm -hmm. have all of these same qualities. But women in certain aspects, especially like in leadership roles, they can be more nurturing. That's Mm -hmm. just sometimes that's just part of uh, their nature. Women are mothers. They tend to be nurturing the majority, but all of those characteristics, the ability to attention to detail, the ability to finish projects, to be able to multitask, to be able to read the room, to know how you fit, to understand situations. And like I said, not that men don't, Mm -hmm. but in some ways 
it's the same type of thing that make men very good fits for the printing industry as well. Right. I mean, granted, there's probably some jobs within the industry that lend themselves more to men. If they have to lift heavy loads and things, that's just physically many women cannot lift or carry as much as a man can. That's just a physical thing. Mm-hmm. But that really shouldn't hold anybody back from reaching out for whatever role they want within the industry. Right. Right. And I think that just the sheer fact that you were able to speak with so many women who are enthusiastic about the industry and hear their stories and how much they love the printing industry and everything that it has to offer. I think that's reason enough that women are perfect fit for this industry. And there's so much room for growth for women in printing. And one of the things is like most of the people I spoke to, they had no idea what printing was before they actually got into the industry. Mm -hmm. Out of everybody I spoke to, only one of them was an RIT graduate. Only one of them had in high school decided that this is what I want to do and had pursued a, an education that would get her into printing and Mm -hmm. into print management. We had a couple people that was, it was a family company. So obviously they tend to get dragged in because it's family, you know, one was a fourth generation. One was a second generation. Others they've had printing in the family, their husbands and ex-husbands had owned companies. So they got in by way of family. Mm -hmm. But for the vast majority, they didn't know what they were getting into when they got into it. Somebody recommended a job. They they needed a job in college and they fell into it, Mm -hmm. but they've loved it. They've loved the opportunities and the creativity and really the breadth of everything that's available. Because you can go into so many different directions. You can go into the the hands-on, you can go into the C-suite, you can go into the creative aspect. Mm-hmm. there's just so much available and we just kind of keep it to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awareness, making sure that other people, people outside of the industry and next generation know what the industry has to offer and know that there are a lot of really great people within the industry and great leaders within the industry it's and great important. career opportunities mm-hmm. exactly. We're the best kept secret. Printing is like the best kept secret. I love that. I love that to be our motto. <laughs> so is there anything else you'd want to say about the series that you took on this past month? I can't wait to do it again. That's probably one of the things I'm looking forward to continuing some of these conversations throughout the year mm-hmm. um, and hear what other people are experiencing, men and women. Cause I'm actually, that's one of the things I love stories. I love to figure out how people got to where they are. Mm-hmm. And what, what events and what things have shaped the way that they have, they're coming to me today. Mm-hmm. You know, how did they get to where they are? And there's always, an, it's always an interesting story. Even if people think it's boring, it never is. There's always something. No. And there's, it's always great to have a candid discussion with someone about their experiences and stuff, because you can always take something away from that. It's really important. I'm excited to hear more stories and hear what other things that we can learn this year from people. So, so thank you so much for speaking with me and for taking the time to speak with so many inspiring women in the industry. It was really great. Thanks, Ashley. It was my pleasure to do so. Next up, I'll be speaking with Melissa Bradshaw of Postcard Mania. So stick around. 
So I'm very excited to have Melissa Bradshaw, president of Postcard Mania with me here today. Welcome, Melissa. Hey, thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. First, can you tell me how you got involved in the printing industry? It was honestly not really like I was looking for a job in print. I was young. I was only 20 and I was looking for a stable job, honestly, at the time, something where I could possibly grow with the company. And I met Joy and she's very dynamic and we kind of clicked almost immediately. And yeah, so that's kind of how I got in basically. It wasn't like I was looking for a print job, but I'm so happy I found it. (laughs) Right. And so it sounds like you met Joy, you said, and that kind of is what brought you into the industry. So, you know, meeting a woman in the printing industry in a leadership role, it sounds like that was something that was really important for you. Yeah, it was. And I would say that I'm sure that some of your listeners have heard Joy speak. She's very dynamic. And she is amazing to be around because she's so creative. And from the get-go, we clicked immediately. I loved being around her. And we decided like this could be a really fun adventure for us. This could be something that we take from something very small because there were four of us when I first started. There was Joy, myself, and we had a designer at the time. And we also had someone to do sales. So there was four of us then, and we were like, okay, we could really make this something. So the idea of that was very exciting. Melissa, could you talk about who has helped you in your life, not necessarily your career, who has helped you the most to get where you you are today? I would say for sure, Joy, obviously, you know, she has honestly thrust me into um, almost every position here. When I was very young, I was probably 21 at the time. She said to me, okay, good. I need you to be the production manager. And I was like, I can't be the production manager. I, you know, at the time we had a designer who was twice my age and the idea of having to boss her around or to get her to do things was a little bit scary. And she's like, no, you're going to be the production manager and you're going to be great at it. I was like, okay, I can do this. So I would say for sure, Joy, I would also say my husband, he's always believed in me and helped back up my decisions throughout my career. And he also works at the company, which is nice. He's a senior exec here as well. He's our chief revenue officer. It's nice. We're a team. He runs sales. It's nice to be able to bounce ideas off of him. Sometimes he doesn't want to talk about it when I want to talk about it. (laughs) He's like, I have my own work. Um, But it is really nice to kind of share in our career goals and to be able to support each other. That's great. And something you said when you were talking about Joy struck Mm -hmm. me that she had this kind of faith that you could do it when you didn't have that within yourself at first. And not necessarily that that's unique to women, but it sounds like it's a great unique thing about joy. So going off of that, what do you see as unique characteristics or perspectives or different things that women bring to the workforce? I feel that 
from the women's perspective, I feel like we are more compassionate, more caring, and we tend to allow our juniors or the people underneath us to, we trust in them to be able to do the job. I'm not the type to micromanage. I'm not the type of boss that's going to follow up with, I mean, I also run executives, but from the get-go, I, I just didn't feel like I needed to manage that way. I tried to do my best to help guide my juniors along the way in anything that they needed help with, but I didn't feel like I needed to tell them, this is what you need to do in order to handle this situation. And I feel like if you are trying to get someone to do something, letting them own it and taking responsibility for what they're doing on their job is really important because if you're constantly telling them, okay, well, this is the way that you need to do it. Well, it's not that they're own at that point, you're telling them what to do. So allowing them to take full responsibility for their job, I feel has really helped me to guide my staff to being re fully responsible for their job. I love that. I love the, you know, obviously not micromanaging, but then letting people own what they're doing and, and have that responsibility. I, I, from my experience, I think that's also, it helps people be a little more engaged and mm -hmm. enjoy what they're doing. So I think I love that. It's great. So you're in a leadership role. And Joy, as we've talked about, obviously she's in a leadership role and has had an impact on you. So do you feel it's important to have women in leadership within the printing industry specifically? Yeah, I feel like we bring a different dynamic to the print industry. I actually honestly feel like I have seen going to trade shows and speaking with our vendors that service the print industry, I'm seeing more and more women women in leadership roles as VPs, as presidents. And I feel like we bring a new dynamic. It's always been fairly male dominated and um, we can provide a value to the print industry. I, I think naturally women go about things a little bit different. And with the print industry being so male dominated, it's been very like, you know, not, I don't know how, how to put it in, in terms where it's been almost like very cut and dry, like no softness to it, right. if, if that makes sense. And I, I feel like with women now, you know, and in printing, it's kind of gone more towards the marketing side too. It's not just about going to your local print shop and ordering this flyer or this mail piece, it's about how can you market yourself? And I feel that women bring a different style. We bring a different dynamic with that. Totally. Totally. I, I completely agree with you on that. And as you said, there are more women kind of taking on leadership roles and joining the printing industry, but there is there is a long way to go still. I mean, it is still pretty, pretty male dominated. So what do you think that we can do as an industry to appeal more to women to, to join the industry? I feel like there is 
a significant opportunity. Obviously, I'm going to say that printers need to market themselves well. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with marketing your company and putting out there the culture that you're offering and the type of workplace, that's what draws people in. Not It's not just like, oh, I'm in print and that's going to lure these super high-end marketing people or someone that's going to bring some new perspectives. I would say if you market yourself well and you set yourself apart as far as, okay, I'm in print, but these are the really cool things that we're working on, amazing websites, and putting yourself out there as a new type of printer, I think that can set you apart. I mean, not just with trying to draw in new personnel, but also with your clients. Great advice. So my last question also kind of goes toward advice. Do you, what advice would you give to a young woman considering joining this industry? I would say that you should find a company that aligns with your goals. Look for a company that is a culture match. We are a very unique workplace. We put so much time and effort into creating an amazing atmosphere here. And I feel like if you're a culture match to that company, then you want to work hard. You're spending the majority of your wake hours at that company. You want to walk through the door and be excited about what you bring to the table and what you can offer. And it should go both ways. What do you offer and what does the company offer to you? Yeah, there's, there's many different paths that you can take, but I would say the culture match and making sure you enjoy where you're working, that's the most important. I think that's great advice. Absolutely great advice for any industry, but also definitely for the printing industry. I think that's fantastic. So yeah. Melissa, thank you so much for speaking with me today. I loved hearing your perspective and I hope to maybe have you on the podcast again one day in the future. Sure. Sounds great. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much to Melissa and Denise for helping to close out our special series, Celebrating Women. And thank you to all of you, our listeners. Stay tuned for the next episode of Impressions Exchange podcast.